Hello and welcome to episode one of the Study Side Up podcast. I am your host, Darcy O'Sullivan, and I finally bit the bullet and decided to record my own podcast. So what you should expect from this podcast is pretty much we're going to be talking about health, fitness, mindset, mental health, and I'll hopefully have a few guests on here to share their personal experiences and life stories, because I think everyone has a story to tell and everyone has information that they can share and learn from other people. But if I'm expecting people to come on here and share stuff about their own personal life, then I need to lead by example and do that too. So something I absolutely hate is small talk and we're not going to have much small talk on here. I actually like having deep conversations with people and getting to know people on a deeper level. So at the end of this podcast, I'm hoping people who have listened to it will understand me on a deeper level. As today, I'm going to be talking about my experiences with anxiety and depression. Jeez, it's not even a minute in and we're getting this deep already. Welcome to the podcast. (laughs) I know, like I'm not looking for any sort of pity or anything like this. I'm just hoping that Me sharing my experiences with anxiety and depression can help other people open up and talk about their experiences too because this happened to me quite a while ago and it's only in the last couple of years I've actually been able to open up and speak to even my closest friends about it. Without further ado, this is exactly how I got through anxiety and depression pretty much through fitness. So in order to actually understand how I got to this stage in my life, um, we need to go back to me as a kid. Gotta love a little bit of a childhood trauma, you know. But growing up, I was always really active. I played football, soccer, athletics. I pretty much had something on every single night of the week. And like every lad who doesn't make it as a sports professional, you know, I would have made it if it wasn't for my dodgy knee injury at the age of 13. But as a kid, I was always very extroverted up until the age of about 12 or 13 when I got very sick with glandular fever. I ended up spending two weeks in the hospital and I missed pretty much, I think, six to eight weeks of school um, in total. So pretty much all my white blood cells died, which pretty much fight off your infection in your body. Um, meaning if I got sick it was game over for me essentially now obviously I got better but I kind of attribute this key moment in my life in my kind of developing years to what really changed me as a person going from more extroverted to pretty much a total introvert and at the age of either it was either 14 or 15 I got diagnosed with depression and I ended up seeing a counsellor and I remember at the time that was the last thing I ever wanted to do I never wanted to seek help. I didn't want anyone to know about my situation. Because when you're that age, when you're only 15, you, you think you know best. You you don't want anyone's help. You want to do everything by yourself. And that was really my mindset. And I remember the day that they told me I had to go on uh, medication. And in my mind, I was like, no, fuck that. <laughs> Happy pills. Fuck off. I'm not going on any of that sort of shit. But I went on them for a couple of months and I did get better. And over time, I learned to open up to the person who was counseling me at the time. And when I look back now at what caused me to go into this depressive state, it's so obvious to me because I went from being the child who was so active, so social, did loads of stuff, always doing something, to completely isolating myself from everyone around me who cared for me and giving up all my hobbies. I didn't want to go to school. I didn't want to go to training. I didn't want to talk to anyone. All I wanted to do was just be left alone in my room. And that was, that was all I did. And it's very hard to describe the feeling of depression to someone who hasn't felt um that low in their life but the best way i can probably describe it is it's just a meaningless existence you you're just existing and that's it you've got nothing going for you and you have no concept of how your situation is going to get any better but if you are going through something bad at the moment then i promise you it does no matter how bad your situation is it could always be worse but when things were at their lowest i pretty much spent my entire waking hours playing playstation because i wanted to escape the world i was living in to be honest And that sounds crazy for me to say out loud now. 
So I'm not sure exactly how long I was depressed for, but it definitely went on for at least a year or so. Um, and the after effects I definitely felt for the next couple of years. So a quick recap, I started feeling anxious pretty much after my illness at the age of 12 or 13 from glandular fever. And then I officially got diagnosed with depression when I was around 14 or 15. And things really started improving for me when I went back to sport at the age of 16. And I'll never forget my first training session back. I was absolutely shitting it to go back to sports just to be in a social setting around people that I wasn't really familiar with but I remember walking up to training and the trainer remembered me from three or four years ago and he said ah Darcy you're a legend around these parts and I can't express how much that actually meant to me at the time and that was when I realized how powerful your words can be to another person and the impact they can have on someone else's life because something so small like that has stuck with me for the last eight years or so but this is around the age of 16 and I remember going back to soccer and I was absolutely shambolic. We were doing a shooting drill and I couldn't hit the target. It was bad. And bear in mind now, before this, I was playing at county level. So this is just a completely humbling experience for me. Just being absolutely terrible at something I used to be so good at. But I stuck at it. I remember our first match, um, good old Sam, who was my OG striking partner in under 12s, under 13s. We absolutely lit up the Kerry District League. <laughs> I remember it so vividly, Sam running down the wing on the left and whips an absolutely delightful cross in and somehow against, I, I, I genuinely don't know how I did this, I hit an absolutely perfectly connected volley, top corner with my left leg, um, away in Master Giha and I don't know how I managed to do it. But when that happened I really started to realise that there was hope that I could get back to where I was before. And this is the first time in my life where I started to feel like myself again. But I joined soccer at the end of the season so it was just finishing up. So I went back to football and I absolutely loved it. I had the opportunity to reconnect with a lot of people who I was friends with uh, before I got sick and gave up on sport. And that summer I went to the gym for the first time with one of my friends, Pa, who was also on the football team. And it wasn't like any sort of serious structured training. We'd go in, um, follow like this terrible plan that we got from one of the personal trainers there. And then we'd go away and get a subway. And it was like a ritual. We'd do that every couple of days a week. And to be fair, we actually did get some sort of results. We did put on a bit of size. I remember coming back to school at the end of summer and people were saying, geez, Darcy, you're acting a bit bulky. But when summer finished, I just pretty much gave up on the gym again. You know, it was just kind of something to do in my free time. But then it was time to go back to school and I'm going into fifth year at this stage. And if you haven't guessed already, I absolutely hated school. I didn't like it. I didn't feel like I clicked. I didn't feel like I found my friend group whatsoever until fifth year. And this is pretty much when things really started taking a turn for the better for me. The first day of fifth year, you're put in a completely new class um, because people stay back and people are doing TY. So all the classes kind of get mixed up. So our school ranked our classes by English pretty much. So I was pretty good at English. So I was in the top class and I was surrounded by a load of people who did TY or else repeated fifth year. So naturally, I went into the corner and I remember sitting in the second to last seat in the bottom left corner of the classroom and I would have sat right in the corner but there was already some fella there enter Wad Mr Gavin Wadding huh so as we're waiting for the teacher to come in and give us our timetables or whatever this guy starts having a little bit of a small talk conversation with me and we start talking about soccer and at the moment the club I'm playing for is Trilly Dynamos and they don't actually have a team for my age group because everyone left so this lad starts telling me he plays for Park and then I start asking him when's training and he tells me and I decide Fuck it, I'll go training to park. So I go anyway, and it's it ends up being a trial match to try to get on the team. So the two of us are just there on the bench waiting to get an opportunity to showcase our natural raw talent, you know? And pretty much the two of us just clicked on the sideline there and then. And 
pretty much became very good friends from that day on. So I ended up joining Park and this is exactly how I managed to meet my friend group and really become the person I am today. And interestingly, as I mentioned earlier, that I use PlayStation as a form of escapism. It ended up becoming the platform where I met the friends that I'm still friends with today. So myself and Gav would come home from school and we'd play FIFA or whatever. And then we found out another lad on the team, uh, Tomas, had a PlayStation 2. So we started playing PlayStation with Tomas. And through Tomas, we met Michael and Evan. So for the first time in about three years or so, I had like a proper friend group that I really felt like a part of. And that was the original five. But then one random evening, we're all playing PlayStation and some lad joins the party. His name, Irish Gamer. 197 or something like that i hope i got it right but uh he joins the the playstation party and he just starts talking shite <laughs> turns out this man is mr ian delan and then he started playing playstation with us and then ian introduced us to the final piece of the puzzle mr dylan o'sullivan who i am in fact going to australia with next month and that's exactly how i met the friend group that pretty much changed my life but i never would have met any of those people if i didn't go back to sport and start doing what made me happy again and that's why i'm such a big advocate for physical activity in general and i can guarantee you if you start exercising regularly you will improve your quality of life and this goes for all forms of physical activity it doesn't have to just be the gym you can go back to a sports team you can run you can swim you can kayak fucking rock climb whatever you want man i'm telling you just move your body and you'll feel a hell of a lot better but anyway that's pretty much a short story of how i got over depression i haven't even touched on anxiety yet and it's still something i'll struggle with from time to time today i think everyone gets anxious and that's why i really like to look back and see how far i've came from when i was younger and how anxious i used to be so after gaining a little bit of confidence through my friends i wanted to continue getting more confident and more comfortable and back to the extroverted kid i was when i was younger so i decided to start saying yes to things that made me feel nervous or uneasy and as soon as i started doing this ian asked the group chat if anyone would like to be an extra in a movie and I was like, ah, fuck, nah. <laughs> but then I remembered like, no, Darcy, you need to do this. You need to get outside your comfort zone. And this is like when I really started to understand that growth happens outside your comfort zone. You have to put yourself in these uncomfortable situations if you want to grow as a person. So I decided to go. And on this day, I had my first panic attack and it was one of the worst experiences of my life. I remember being sat in a room with a bunch of people I didn't know and Ian knew them all through stage school or whatever. And for the first time in a very long time, I felt completely isolated. I didn't know how to act. I didn't know what to do with my hands. I didn't know if I was sitting awkwardly. I was just ridiculously self-conscious. And then I started thinking, am I breathing funny? Literally, every all these thoughts start going through your head. And then all of a sudden, I just couldn't move. It was one of the scariest situations ever. I felt like I was just like a statue and I couldn't move. And I was just observing everyone else in the room, having all this crack, having all the fun. And I'm just stuck. And it feels like you're absolutely sweating and there's nothing you can do about it. And your heart's going 100 miles an hour. And I genuinely don't think I said a single word. And I was stuck in that room for, I think, at least over an hour. And that was when I first realized like, wow, okay, this is a problem. I need to sort this out. And it was just a massive confidence issue. I wasn't confident in myself whatsoever. So naturally I did what every young teenage lad does when he's lacking in confidence. I joined the gym and I went straight over to that bench press. And I benched for six months straight until I was a beast. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, at the same time, this is around January, you know, new year, new me, the whole, all that sort of spec. All my friends decided to join the gym, so I was like, yeah, fuck it, let's go. And none of us really went to the gym consistently, except for Dylan, who was like a year younger than us. 
So we're all 17 at this stage and Dylan is 16. But Dylan is an absolute fucking machine. The man is benching like pretty much 100 kg at the age of 16. Like, And Gav was a heavy boy. So he was just naturally strong. Like, So Gav picked it up fairly quickly because he had like a decent base. And he started training with Dylan. And I'll never forget it. This is the sort of trauma that still lives to me to this day. And it's just so ingrained in my personality now that I realize. But I remember walking into the gym and Dylan and Gav are training together. And I was like, oh, lads, can I hop in? And they're like, nah, man, sorry, you can't keep up. <laughs> and that absolutely crushed me. <laughs> but in many ways, I used it as motivation. And there's an iconic picture um, of me posing in front of a tub of protein and LucasAid Sport pre-workout. Uh, <laughs> and the caption is, I am going to be massive. And pretty much six months later, I was. <laughs> I literally went to the gym six, seven times a week, pretty much every single day for about six months straight. And eventually I became stronger than the two boys. And that's pretty much, it's almost a toxic trait in my personality where I need to prove people wrong. I've always had it, but that's how I started to really get into the gym. And as I started getting bigger, I started getting more confidence and also more attention from girls. But the problem was I couldn't talk to these girls. (laughs) I now had the body of someone who looked confident, but on the inside, I was still absolutely crippled with anxiety but i stuck to the plan i kept doing things that just made me feel uncomfortable i'd get invited to parties that i didn't want to go to and i went to them anyway because i saw it as an opportunity to socialize and get outside my comfort zone and i can't stress this enough lads it's the things that you don't want to do they are the things that you need to do the most and this might sound absolutely bizarre to some people when they hear me talk about this because the person i'm describing to you um is me six six years ago six seven years ago and i'm a completely different person than i am today but anxiety is something that i've battled with for years and i'm going to share with you a couple things that really helped me get over it so the first thing as i've already said is just do things that make you feel uncomfortable the next thing that massively helped me was reading specifically philosophy through stoicism and i remember when i was younger i used to think philosophy was just a load of bullshit having read books like the daily stoic it gives you a different understanding and a different perspective on life which is ultimately why I was so anxious in the first place. So through reading books around psychology, philosophy, and I suppose self-help, I started picking up on behaviors that I was doing that could be deemed self-destructive. And I tried to learn from people who were where I wanted to be in terms of their confidence and their mindset. And that's when I started to implement loads of different things into my life that they were doing already. The first one being physical activity. Now, I already had that fairly on lockdown between sport and the gym. I've already spoke about how important that was. I mean, that single-handedly dragged me out of depression in many ways. But to overcome anxiety, I had to do a lot more than just exercise. First one, like I've already said, is just get out of your comfort zone. Next, you want to prioritize your sleep. When I was at my most anxious, my sleep schedule was absolutely atrocious. I would stay up till about four or five in the morning and I would stay in bed till about 12 o'clock or one o'clock in the day. So I started going to bed earlier and getting up earlier and being a little bit more productive. The next thing I did was I sorted out my diet and this is something that needed a lot of work. Now I like literally every single day without fail that I went to the gym, I'd walk to Dunn's and I'd get a packet of squashies and a muju. And that was pretty much how I put on all my muscle mass because I was unintentionally putting myself in a bulk. But that is just not the sort of nutrients you want in your body every single day. <laughs> and I just loved sweets, to be honest. Um, it got to a stage where the lads came up with a nickname for me called Diabeto Darcy. So sleep, nutrition, exercise, and getting out of your comfort zone were four key things that I did to improve my anxiety. But the last one then is just starting to do things that I actually wanted to do and stop caring what other people thought of me. Because I used to live a lot in my own head and I used to overthink every situation. And if you're the same lads, you need to hear this. 
because it took me too fucking long to realize it. But nobody actually cares. Everybody is too worried thinking about themselves to actually give a shit about what you're doing. And oftentimes the people you're seeking this approval from don't care about you and you don't even care about them. And just to really paint a picture of how crippling my anxiety was when I was at pretty much my lowest. I never used to wear snapbacks or hats or anything like that. And I remember I really wanted to get this red Yankee cap one so I bought it. And I don't think I wore it for about three months. Simply because I was so afraid of what someone might say to me uh, if they saw me wearing a hat when I never wear them. And I remember three months later when I finally did wear it, I was so self-conscious walking around with a hat on. And that just sounds absolutely bizarre to me because the idea that you're too afraid to wear a hat in public in case someone says something to you is just absolutely ridiculous. And the fact that I was too afraid to express myself through the clothes I was wearing that I couldn't wear a fucking hat. It just goes to show that if you are suffering from something like anxiety, even the littlest things can be hard. But thankfully now I'm in a much better place where I'm actually a lot more confident in myself to the point where I can actually talk about this in public and not just to my friends in the hopes that maybe someone else realizes that they're not alone and everyone goes through these kind of things. Because on social media it's very easy to see that everyone's just sharing their highlight reel when in reality the people you least expect it might be going through something really tough. And if that someone might be you then feel free to reach out through my DMs on Instagram uh, Darcy Sully Coaching or my personal account on Sully Darcy. There is people out there who want to help you and your situation will get better. Just look at me for example, for fuck's sake I was too afraid to wear a hat in public. Now I'm able to lecture in front of a group of students, I'm able to teach fitness classes to strangers, I'm able to actually enjoy standing up in front of a group and presenting presentations. It's something I actually really enjoy. And although I wouldn't wish depression or anxiety on anyone, it's made me the person I am today and I am incredibly mentally tough because of it. It's pretty much impossible to hurt my feelings. And the mental resilience I've developed is just second to none. Like, I'm actually so happy with, like, my brain. <laughs> and because I've went through all those experiences, I feel a lot more emotionally aware. And I feel like it's actually benefited my emotional intelligence. So I suppose there was a few positives I can take from the situation, which is a good thing. And I don't want to come across now in this podcast as if I'm saying, if you're sad, just, here man, just do a few press-ups there and you'll be happy out. It obviously doesn't work like that. If you are feeling down, you do need to work on it. It requires a lot of work. But I do think your situation would improve if you paired exercise with sleep, nutrition, positive habits and finding your purpose. And of course, if you're really feeling down, then reach out and get actual help because there is people who can help you. I was a little bit hesitant about actually sharing my experiences because I understand this is a touchy subject. But this is my opinion. This is the experience that I've gone through. And of course, I haven't gone into everything in crazy detail. But I hope if you made it this far, then you got a little bit of value from the podcast. And I'm very open to any feedback you might have. So please don't hesitate to reach out with that. And if you are going through a hard time, just know if I can get through it, so can you. So thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.